This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 86 of Realty Talk with, it's just, it's just Galen, sorry folks. Um, I know we all want to hear Ellie, Ellie is out today, um, but again, because we don't want to fall behind too much, we're going to um, do a solo podcast today, which is me just talking, so if you guys don't like that, I apologize, but if you don't mind, then just you know sit back and relax, and hopefully the topic I cover today will be somewhat useful for everybody. Um, going to jump right into the topic, obviously, I wish Ellie was here, we had, you know, get her perspective and banter of the week. Um, but hopefully next week we are back with, um, Miss Elizabeth. So the topic today, this week, I'm basing this purely off of this is my 11th year in real estate. So what I'm going to talk about is what are the keys to success in real estate with the little asterisk next to it, meaning I've only been in real estate for only been in real estate for 11 years. I would say 11 years in real estate, is much beyond the average. Most people are not in it for that long, um, especially if it's their, their full-time job. It is a tough industry to get into and stay in. So any agent that I think has hit that you know decade mark has really, you know they found their, their cadence within the field. So um, I always look at longevity of agents as a pretty cool thing, um, you know, especially when you're going through up, you know, down markets and high, or hot markets and sellers markets and buyers markets. The agents that are able to withstand that um, to me are all you know, very impressive. So the I'm going with about the 10 year mark and saying kind of the keys to success as to what I would deem being hey, a new agent coming in, getting to year 10. How do you become, you know, a, a legitimate agent, someone that is, you know, has clients, someone that does deals, someone that is, you know, kind of in the mix in the real estate community. And that's something from a young age, when I started out, that's what I strive for is just being one of those agents that just knew what was going on. That was, you know, part of deals that knew, you know, knew a lot about what was going on in the market, whether it was just me personally within our office with in other, you know, agencies locally with listings and buyers and everything else. Um, and I've gotten to that point, which is, you know, it's very fun. I like, I, again, I like being with, again, we've had a podcast about this, about being in the mix, just like seeing things going and happening and just action. And, uh, it's it, like I said, it's kind of an adrenaline rush. I still get that to this day. Um, that's not anything that I, I hope to never lose. I hope I always have that, like, you know, uh, excitement about going into a deal or helping a buyer or seller out. So keys to success. Um, this is not in any particular order. I'm kind of going off the cuff here. I scratched a couple things down, um, and I'm sure more will come to me as I start talking. But number one, before when you get into the business, what you have to be is just willing to learn. Um, I know it's very cliche. A lot of these are going to be cliche, but I'll try to build off of them a little bit and give you some actionable steps and um, things that I focus on with each of these. So number one, willing willingness to learn. Um, you're going to learn something new every single day in real estate without fail. I am, again, this is my 11th year. I still continue to learn stuff every single day. Uh, it might not be significant. It might be something so minor that you don't put a lot of emphasis on it, but you're still learning. And I think you have to be open to learning and you have to ask questions and you have to seek out um, information. And for me, I, I, I was on a webinar today. It was an hour webinar that I listened to, one of the best webinars I've ever listened to. Um, and it was about a topic that I never thought I would ever have to even anticipate doing when I first got in the business about expansion or growth. And I had to, I sat down and I had to learn about, okay, how do you take something that's small and grow it? Now that 10 years ago, I was not, that was not even on my radar. I was just trying to figure out how to sell one home. But again, people evolve. I evolve. I, my career has evolved and the willingness to learn has never gone away. So 
back when I first started out learning how to fill out a contract, learning how to, you know, navigate our MLS to fast forward 10, 10 years. I mean, that stuff is like back of my hand. I can do it in my sleep. Now I'm looking at, you know, kind of where my career has taken me and evolved into. And now I'm looking at that and learning. Um, I'm still very green when it comes to certain topics. And that's the stuff that I seek out. I seek out people. I seek out resources. I seek out training. I seek out anything I can. I can think of that could give me a leg up or make me a better um, individual or better at what I do. So willingness to learn. You always have to be curious, ask questions, seek out help. Um, the next one, um, and I'm going to kind of go try to find some themes, then dive out into some other stuff. Um, you have to be upbeat and, uh, and optimistic. And I, I think in this business, if somebody's like, says the opposite, well, you can be down and be, you know, pessimistic. I eh, maybe, but good luck getting people to want to work with you. So I think if you're upbeat and optimistic, you know, good people you attract good people, um, optimistic people, uh, attract optimistic people. I find that early in my early, the early days of my career, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of confidence. I was brand new. I didn't know a lot of stuff. So my thing was I was very, um, reserved because I didn't think I should speak out and say stuff and do stuff because I didn't have the confidence or I didn't have the, um, I didn't really like earn the privilege to do that yet because I was brand new and I didn't have a big track record and my knowledge base was very small. So therefore I, portray, I, I portrayed that out. I, I was someone that didn't get, you know, didn't have a lot of self-confidence, um, partly because I didn't know what I was talking about, but number two, um, I just wasn't someone that really carried myself in a positive light of like, Hey, I, you know, I'm good. I know what I'm doing or I, I know I can figure it out. Um, I, I was always very optimistic, you know, even when the times were down, I was like, look, kind of betting on myself and clawing it out. Um, but I don't know if I really projected that the way I probably do now. And I was at a, an event yesterday and the speaker at the event and a few people in the, in the crowd who I know, you know, fairly well, they, a lot of them, you know, would drop my name as examples in certain things. And they'd be like, Oh, like, you know, this Mr. Upbeat Galen comes walking in and, and my name is now starting to become synonymous with that, which is really cool because 10 years ago, it's like, I know myself that I would never have been in that conversation. And now when they can point to me as like, that's someone that we know is as a positive person. We know is upbeat. We know is fun to be around. Well, that, that then in turn brushes out on other people. So I think if you can focus on being upbeat, optimistic, you know, positivity, just you know, we all have bad days and I'm not, you know, like I said, today's a rainy, dreary day and I've been inside all day working and, you know, there's times where you're just like, oh, I'm just dragging and give me another cup of coffee and keep me going. But at the end of the day, I'm still very positive and optimistic about stuff and it's not naive. I'm not, you know, I know things are not always perfect, but I think if you try to find, you know, the kind of a glass half full mentality or try to find the silver lining in things, I think it's much better to be searching for, for the good and not the bad in things. So I think if you're upbeat and optimistic and, and kind of bet on yourself, um, that is huge because real estate can, you know, basically chew you up and spit you out because it is hard. It's hard to get into. I, it's, I shouldn't say it's, it's easy to, I've always said this, it's easy to get into. I mean, the barrier of entry is super easy. It's, it's hard to get into and stay in, meaning you actually build a career and you build, um, you know, some traction within the career. So, but if you try to do it with a bad attitude, you're not going to succeed. If you have a good attitude, I think just pure will and willing yourself forward. And I think, again, you're going to attract people that will help you on that journey just because they want to, they want to, you know, 
connect with like-minded, positive individuals. I think that is huge. And that was something I really didn't start to do until probably six years ago. Um, and I really find at that time, my career myself as a person blossomed. I've met some fantastic people that are very good friends to this day uh, because of that. And a lot of us, like I said, we bring a lot of positive, positive energy and growth and, um, you know, ideas and stuff and, and build each other up, which is awesome. Um, next one, uh, let's go with knowledgeable, um, kind of keeping more with mental state versus actions right now. It's more knowledgeable. Um, how do you become knowledgeable? How do you in real estate, how do you learn stuff? Well, if you're brand new in the real estate, number one, find a mentor, um, someone that's been there, done that, can lead you, can basically accelerate the learning curve for you a bit. Definitely latch onto that person, shadow them, help them out, help on deals, help, you know, be a runner for them and just be like, listen, what do you need? I need, I want to learn from you. You're good. Tell me kind of the tricks of the trade. In turn, I'm going to, you know, help you out and maybe help fill out paperwork or help you with at listings or help, you know, deal with or help you cover showings and things like that. Find those people and learn from them and build up that knowledge. The other thing, two things you can do if you're starting out is you have access to our MLS, which is where all multiple listing service, which is where everything is. Go on there and just do searches. Learn how to find the statistics on there. Learn, I do, you know, monthly statistics every month. And it's for me, numbers, you know, you get trends, you see, you see the, the truth in numbers, you know, the numbers aren't going to lie to you. You can really kind of pinpoint stuff. You it's, is it, is it really a seller's market? Well, let's look at the data. Yeah, it is. A, it really is a seller's market. We can find that, but you can also, you know, break that down even more. Like I, the other day I had a listing in Beekman town between two and 300,000. It was the only home in Beekman town between two and 300,000 that was active. There, everything else was pending or had closed already. So when you look at that, when you talk about a seller's market and that's one of the hottest markets right now, okay, well, I factor that in when we're doing uh, listings. So, but I'm diving deep. If you're brand new, just look at what things are selling for. Look at different homes, get familiar with how the MLS looks and get familiar with what homes sell where and how for how much and you know, what homes typically have certain basements and what have certain heating systems and what areas have public water and public sewer and just learn your community and learn different things. So when you're in conversation and people are asking you questions, you can just start rattling off these answers off the cuff because you've learned it. You've been, you've experienced it. You've been down that road, you know, hundreds of times, or you've been in that house, or maybe you're in the house that sold seven, eight years ago and you're back in it. Um, and you're in round two of it, you know, and you've already know the background on it. I think, Having that knowledge is important and you build it up over your career. But I think a lot of people, myself included 10 years ago, didn't take the time to go and learn all this stuff. I kind of just learned trial by fire and, you know, whatever I could grab stuck, but I wasn't really, uh, I didn't have a really good game plan to learn. I think if somebody goes in and says, I'm going to, you know, maybe search by town or school district or style of home or, you know, how many homes are selling? What are they selling for? What's the, what are homes selling versus the list price? What is the days on market, what is, you know, and go through all this stuff and learn it. I think that is very knowledgeable. Again, if you're trying to break into real estate, if you have the knowledge and can, and can tell people or, or, uh, explain that knowledge to people in a way they can understand and digest it, you're going to do some great things, but you have to learn that. And it doesn't cost any, I mean, obviously you have your dues to get on the MLS, but once you're on the MLS, it's free. It's a free resource. It sits there. Like take advantage of it. Look, there's a lot of tools. There's a lot of stats, a lot of figures go on there, learn the area, and then in turn, when you have talking to clients, then you, you're more knowledgeable. And again, people are going to look at you as a subject subject expert now and they say, well, you know, that Galen guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know. He made some really good points. And again, yes, a lot of that is 10 years of me saying that stuff over and over and over every single day for years. But 
you can get on that path by learning that knowledge and having that in the background. It's kind of like studying for a test. If you study for the test and when the test comes, you're going to have that knowledge. Same thing in real estate. If somebody's asking you a question on a certain, you know, price bracket, you can answer those questions. Um, and that's a lot of it is just, it's like studying the MLS. Number two, if you're brand new to the area, we have an agent that moved, you know, moved to the area. He's not from around here. And when I talked to him, the first thing he said was, yeah, I've been driving everywhere. Like I'm, you know, driving around, looking at back roads and connecting roads. And, you know, I, I grew up in Clinton County my entire life, but as a kid or a young adult, you're pretty much, you got your path. You got your path to school, you got your path to, you know, shopping or restaurants and you kind of go down the main drags. You don't learn all the back roads. You don't learn all the back roads in Peru and, and Champlain and, you know, Morrisonville and even like Redford and all these like, you know, far out places. But I know them now because I've traveled these roads for 10 years plus consistently over and over again. And, and there's some knowledge to that too. So, and there's times where I try to take back roads or I try to take, you know, not the highway, try to take roads where I can go and see houses. And I can see, cause that, again, that's, that's our job. That's our inventory. There, plenty of times I've taken route nine instead of, you know, 87 or I've taken, you know, uh, Route 22B or something, or Route 22 or Route 3, and not taking you know the more maybe a faster approach to get there, or more streamlined because I want to see the back roads, um, or I want to you know if I have time to kill, I'll drive down a road I've never been down, and they're they're not as many nowadays, but there's still some that I haven't been down, and I just drive down, snoop, and you know go around and look at what homes are down there and where it leads to and what it connects to. Again, is to make me more knowledgeable and really know our area, which again, our area, our homes is the product as a, you know, as a realtor that that's stuff that I'm looking at and I have to know for people. Um, so knowledge. Okay, perfect. Um, another key to success. Now we're, we're going into two things that I want to touch upon that again, very much the same as, Willingness to learn, knowledgeable, upbeat, optimistic. Things that you can do that you do not have to be good at real estate. If you're starting in real estate, if you can do both of these things, you will buy, You will leapfrog over agents that have been doing it for years because agents at a certain point get complacent. They get lazy. They don't, you know, they don't want to, they're not as active as they once were. You then have a land grab. You can take that opportunity. That's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? If I'm not the best at real estate, I will be the most organized and I will, and, and I will do what I say. So basically the next two, I'm going to tie them in together. You have to be organized. And when I say organized, you have to be organized time-wise. You have to block out time in your calendar for certain, certain activities. Even if it's like, Hey, I got no, no appointments today. Okay. What are you doing with those hours in the day? Are you just going to sit, sit at home and watch Netflix? Or are you going to try to put some time and learn and, and get more knowledgeable in your business? Even if you're not meeting with a client, you can still do stuff today. That's going to, you know, build and, and kind of lay, layer those bricks up for future success. So Stay organized, um, organize your time, make sure you're punctual, make sure you are, you know, you have all the stuff you need for appointments, make sure you organize your notes. If you talk to a client, make sure I use, I've always used a CRM, uh, uh, contact relationship manager, um, Make sure that you're putting your notes in, you're putting your future calls in, you're putting your to-dos, you're, you're, you know, you're doing all the stuff and it's keeping you organized. Um, and the other thing is this ties directly into being organized, but do what you're going to say. Um, and, and I think that's something that people don't do. And I think us as a culture have gotten to the point where we're almost, uh, uh, we half expect that if somebody says they're going to do something and they don't do it, it's more of like, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I didn't really expect them to get it to me by tomorrow. Like they said they were not a big deal. And I find, I hate that. I find if people don't, um, if someone says they're going to do something and I follow up with them and they say they're going to have it by that day and they don't, I mean, am I going to like be 
totally upset with them. No, but there's a certain point where I'm like, well, okay, well, you said you were, but that, hey, you know what? I'll follow up again next week. Um, but on the flip side, I hate saying to, if I tell somebody I'm going to do it by this day or that time, or, or I'm going to do this act, like I'm going to actually do this activity. I do it because I said I would. And I'm going to give, um, Ellen Bouchard from Dana Moore Federal Credit Union, um, absolutely fantastic person, but gave me a book. It's behind my desk. So if you see any videos or anything, you'll probably see it in the background. Just, I think it's a good, um, uh, yeah, I think it's a good uh, uh, reminder for people. The book is called Because I Because I am reading it. I should actually I'm looking right at it. I should read it correctly. It's called Because I Said I Would. Um, and basically, it's just keeping your word. Um, I'm very big on if I say I'm going to do something, I do it because to me, kind of a word is bond thing. If I'm going to tell you and put my name and my word behind it, I want to make sure that I'm doing that so people then can trust me. Hey, Galen says he's going to do something. He's going to do it, and they don't have to think twice about it. So I think as you're, and you're starting out, if you can be organized, if you can have your stuff, like basically have your shit together, have your notes together, have your, be organized, you know, have all the stuff you need for appointments, follow up, make your notes, keep organized. If you talk to somebody in three months, you have all your notes from prior conversations. Therefore you can pick it up right where you left off. That is hugely important. But again, always do what you say you're going to do. Hey, I'm going to send you a couple, you know, lender names to contact. Hey, I'm going to you know, send you out a couple listings. Hey, I'm going to follow up next week with stuff. The one, the thing I do with every single person I talk to, and if I haven't done this with you and you've talked to me before, I, I would love to know because I, I don't think I ever in a conversation without this, I always establish the next time I'm going to do something. I will follow up with you, you know, next week. I'm going to follow up with you tomorrow. I'm going to follow up with you in three months. I'm going to follow up with you in a year. And then I make a note and I put in my, my CRM and then I do it because it'll pop up at that time and I will follow through on that. And again, I always, always, always leave a conversation with, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm setting, I'm giving you the expectation that I'm going to contact you. I'm going to be proactive and reach out to you on this date. Just, just, Hey, FYI, I'm calling and, and I do. And then I call and then people get it. And then I keep the conversation going. Um, I just know my business, like anything else, I'm, I'm sure if I had to schedule a doctor's appointment or do something for insurance or something like that, I'm like everybody else. I'm going to punt it and punt it and punt it. People do that in real estate too. But again, I want to make sure that I'm keeping it top of mind for them um, in my business. And I've been doing that again for many, many years. And that's just something I continue to do. Um, so be organized and say what you're going to do, what you say you're going to do. That is extremely important. Basically keep your word. Um, all right. The next two that I have down, this has to do with, um, Two business things. Number one, um, relationships. You, our business is all about relationships. You have to build relationships. This is with your, you know, with your people that work at your organization. This is your clients. This is anybody that you might work with, whether in our business, bankers or attorneys or lenders or whoever you might have to, you know, deal with. Making sure you have a good, solid relationship with that. Other agents. I mean, real estate is a weird industry where we, we have like co-workers that aren't co-workers if that makes sense I mean they don't work at our office but I have to work with these people so I would say yes I have my co-workers in our office but every agent that's in Clinton County or wherever where they're from if they're doing real estate I look at them as co-worker um, they may not work in our office they might be from a totally different place I have to work with them because we both have to work together to make this deal happen so you have to build relationships you have to meet people you have to go out and establish these networking events are fantastic um you know just going out and getting to know people he does not have to you don't have to talk about business you don't have to bring up hey you want to buy a house no don't do that don't be the don't be the douchebag that goes around and throws their card at people and says buy this buy this buy this instead just 
be a normal human, talk to people, you know, get to know people. And, and I think people do business with who they know, like, and trust. So I think if you go out of, you know, if you come across as the douchebag, then don't do that. Come, come across as the genuine person that just wants to have a good time and meet people. And people see that and they see that you're authentic and they want to work with you. And I, and I think it goes, it's a two way street. You know, if someone thinks you're authentic, you probably think they're authentic too. So I think that's um, a huge thing, but relationship building, you have to build relationships with people. Um, you have to, again, do everything you can to keep increasing your relationships, um, both in quality and then quantity and quantity, meaning how deep you go with somebody. Um, you know, you don't want to just have a bunch of surface level people. You want to actually go deep with some people and, and you're always going to have a handful of people that really go to that next level or even a few layers deep because those are the ones you spend a lot of time with and you really get to know. I have a handful of friends, um, that I talk to definitely weekly, sometimes daily. Um, and some of these people like I've only met in the last probably three to five years, but I would deem them very, very, very close friends of mine that, you know, I share a lot of stuff with and I ask their opinions and I, you know, we, we brainstorm on a lot of things and, um, having those relationships is, is number. I mean, that is such a key thing. And and again, if you like the people you're working with and you find your good niche and your team of people, um, work life, it becomes a lot more fun. You get, you know, when you get to deal with people that are your friends, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel as, as dreary. Those days don't feel as long because you can, you know, bust jokes and have fun and, you know, rag on each other in between stuff and, and know that work's getting done, but you're also having a lot of fun doing it. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say, I'm sure there was more, but I figured these were, what is it? One, two, three, we got seven, seven items. That's good. One through seven. These are pretty good things to do. But the last one, the most important one, I believe when it comes to being in any service industry, we're real estate, we're cert- we, we provide a service and we don't own the homes we sell. So we provide the service and the knowledge of helping people with the transaction. The number one thing in a service industry is remember, you always have to help people accomplish their goals. Um, I think that this is overlooked. People get into real estate. I want to make a commission. I want to do this. I want to make money. Great. You, you can make all that stuff. But if that is your that is your main objective when you get into real estate or you get into a service industry. You will fail very quickly. At the end of the day, you are there to help somebody. You are there to provide knowledge to somebody. You are there to be an advisor, a consultant, or whatever you want to call it. But people are coming to you so you can help them accomplish their goal. Um, And I think at the end, if we lose sight of that, then you're not going to be in business very long. People don't want someone that, you know, kind of think of the, uh, the stereotype of the, and in real estate, we have the same stereotype, but think of like the uh, used car salesman that's just trying to make a quick buck. I mean, I, I find in real estate too, there's a lot of skeptics out there. They're like, man, I don't want to work with this person. They're just trying to get a, they're just trying to be a salesperson to get a commission, blah, blah, blah. Like the term real estate salesperson to me is like the cringiest thing in real. I absolutely hate sales. I, I'm not, I'm a terrible salesperson. You don't want me fundraising for you. You don't want me asking for money. You don't want me doing anything because I'm too, I only want to sell people stuff that I think they actually need and only if they tell me they need it. I don't want to even inconvenience them with trying to like persuade them they need it. I think that's just something I just, I don't like that when people do it to me and I don't want to do it to people. I look at my job as I know what I'm doing. And I find someone that says, Hey, what do you want to do? You want to buy a house? Oh, you want to sell a house? Okay, great. You already want to do that. Let me help you do that because I know I can do it better than you can. And not not to be bragging, but to help you out and saying, hey, this is like, I'm good at this. I spent a lot of time and a lot of a lot of hours learning this craft. Let me use that knowledge to make your life easier and help you accomplish your goal. That's every time I talk to a client, that's what goes through my head is I know what I'm doing. Let me help you and make your life simpler and accomplish your goal. And I think if you go any other direction is not going to work out. And when I say help accomplish your goal, that is not, oh, so, you know, 
make the most amount of money. No, the amount of people that I've told in my career not to sell a home or not to buy a home, I can't even count. It's happened multiple times because at the end of the day, why are you buying that house? Why are you selling that house? Does it make sense? Based on what you've told me, based on your goals, based on your timeline, based on your money situation, whatever, no. The, the right solution is not to sell or buy a house right now. And that's completely contrary to what I should be doing because I'm a, as a salesperson, right? I should be making the sale. No, I look at it as a consultant. If that person doesn't buy a home today, in my eyes, I look after, I look after them and I'm a big believer in karma. If I told that person, hey, don't sell right now. It's not the right time to sell. Guess what happens? A year from now, two years from now, hell, five years from now, whenever that person does decide to sell, hopefully they say, you know what? Galen was very honest with me and you know what? He was right. And thank God we didn't sell back then, but you know what? I'm ready to sell now. Now let's reach out to him. And then hopefully during that five-year period, maybe those people have referred me a few clients that are a few of their friends or family that have become clients of mine and I've got to work with. I always look and I play the long game, meaning if I try to make a quick buck and I did something that was not in the best interest of that client, I might have won the battle, but I've lost the war. If you want to put it like I got a short-term gain by punting a long-term gain kind of deal. Like I was looking at the, I was nearsighted, not farsighted. And for me, if I can look at the, like the, like where I want to go with my business and what I want to be known for in my lifetime, a lot of it does not have to be done today. A lot of it is you're setting the groundwork. And even if it's like, ah, I might be able to, you know, make a sale today. Well, let's hold off. It's today. You know what? I'd love to, it's not the right time. I bet you told me what you want to do. I'm giving you all all my knowledge that I can. It's not, let's not do it. I know you may want to, but, and then they usually see it the way, you know, once you present all the facts to them, like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's punt it. A few years later, you know, we start the conversation over again. And I think, again, if you look out for people, help people accomplish their goals, remember that. Help people accomplish their goals, not your goals, their goals. You'll be very successful. And I think that goes for any, I mean, that might be any business, but I think any service business, you have to do that. People are coming to you to help them accomplish something. Um, make sure you're an, an advisor for them on that, not some douchebag salesperson that's trying to make a quick buck and literally is just running over them for, for money. Again, if you do that, you'll be out of business. And not only that, small town, people see through that crap and they're, they're not some, you're not going to be someone they're going to be aligning with for, for very long. Always be like, I, I think long-term again, keep people's, keep people's, um, goals in mind and help them accomplish that. So, um, I'm going to end there. That's enough rambling for me. 25 minutes, folks. Um, if you guys stayed on that whole time, God bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but other than that, we will be back next week. Um, random factoid of the day, um, office quote. Let me see. Random fact. Ellie actually had one. I saw her over the weekend, and there was a quote she was going to do today. We'll see if she remembers it for next week because I've already forgot it. But I do remember she had a quote. I'm trying to think if there's a, a good quote that I can give. Um I feel like I've like I learned like a sciencey term or something the other day, and I thought it was going to be like a cool thing, but maybe not. You know what? I've talked enough. My mind's mush. I don't remember anything. Office quote of the day. Let's just go with that's what she said. That's it. I'll see you guys all next week. Uh, this has been episode eighty six of Realty Talk with Just Galen.